Yo, what is up? You have found I Like the Blazers. I am your host, Brandon Goldner, and I'm stoked to have with me here Max Binsker. He's an entrepreneur and top shot data analyst. I've been getting into Top Shot lately. I've been doing some articles for Blazers Edge, of, Blazers Edge of SB Nation. And actually, we were chatting on Twitter, and he was kind enough to take the time to come and talk with me. Uh, he had been doing some analysis on what he thought the future of Top Shot looked like, and I had some questions about it. And I was like, dude, do you want to jump on the pod and just talk about it? And uh, he agreed to do that for some reason. Uh, thank you for that. So, yeah, Max, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. It's uh, always a wild day in the world of Top Shot, but uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, actually, let's start there. So what is going on in the world of Top Shot today? Like, I know that there's been a lot of talk about a possible legendary pack that's going to be dropping. Um, yep. And uh, but yeah, like what's top of mind for you as you're kind of going through stuff today? Yeah, well, it's definitely the legendary drop that they kind of confirmed yesterday. We didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but now we know for sure that it's going to be a legendary drop. And what that means is that the moments that are contained in the packs are going to be extremely rare. And one of them is a LeBron James moment, which was kind of the big news that there's going to be a new, extremely rare LeBron James moment coming to Top Shot. That's huge. And I'm uh, let's actually get into that in a little bit um, about why it matters that these legendary moments are so rare and specifically LeBron James, who is like, you know, the the king of both the NBA and NBA Top Shot. But let's start here. Like if you there, there are a lot of people who are interested in basketball, um, you know, the show that I do interested in the Blazers or people who are interested in crypto and may not know exactly what NBA Top Shot is. So if you were like stuck in the elevator with somebody uh, <laughs> for like, you know, 60 seconds and they were like, oh, like what is NBA Top Shot? How would you explain what it is to somebody? So I think the simplest way to explain it is just as basketball cards from the digital age. Basically, they're taking the concept of collectible cards and they're bringing it to the internet online. And instead of cards, it's moments. So it's your favorite plays from your favorite games, right? Um, all across the season. And what they do is they put it all into one big marketplace, right? Some of them are legendary, like the new cards that are coming out now or the new moments that are coming out now. Some are really, really common and there's thousands and thousands of versions of them being minted. And so that's how the marketplace operates is based on, you know, which players are the most valuable, which of their moments are the most valuable and which ones are the most rare. Uh, so there's a lot of variables that go into it, but it's really similar to card collecting but it's just online. Yeah, I think it's a great explanation. And like specifically the moments are these short video clips, right? So it's like those, you know, Harry Potter moving photographs, like instead of a static yep. picture, it's it's somebody actually like, you know, a dunk or an assist. Did you, did you ever happen to collect cards like when you were a kid? Because I know I definitely did. And that's part of the reason why I got interested in it. And I'm just always asked people that question about something they did when they were little. Yeah. So I wasn't, I would say a huge card collector, but oh, I had a big uh, collection of Pokemon cards Nice. Yep. Um, when I was growing up. So yeah, no, I'm very familiar with the concept. Uh, and you know, I, I haven't been collecting for a while, right. Ever since I was younger, but now I've like gotten back into it big time because of Top Shot. That's actually interesting. I've heard that a lot too. And it's the same thing for me. Like when I heard about Top Shot, it first came out, I was like, oh, whatever. It's like another virtual fad. Like this isn't going to last. And I learned more about it. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty dope. And it actually got me to like go back up into my attic and like pull down 
some of my old basketball cards. Actually, while doing so, I will say this. I found, didn't know I had it, found a LeBron James rookie card. Might be worth something. I'm actually going to send it in to get it graded. It's in, like, really good shape. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. No, I was stoked about that. Um, but, yeah, when I was a little kid, I, I collected, and I actually... In first grade, it's my claim, my one claim to fame, Max. That was in first grade. We had to bring in like a collection of a hundred things that we owned, and like little kids would bring in like paper clips or whatever. My collection of a hundred basketball cards, one longest collection, standing it up end to end because like a lot of people who had like dolls like didn't have a hundred of them. So yeah, longest collection in first grade, my claim to fame. Uh, well, let me ask you this: like, what got you interested in Top Shot? in the first place like was it the card collecting aspect of it was it like the the crypto and investing aspect of it like what like for you like what was most most interesting and appealing to you you know what it was the convergence of a lot of things i think that uh, you know to your point about your massive collection of basketball cards <laughs> you were probably born to be a top shot collector and i kind of feel the same way about myself i've been in uh, into the crypto space for a while um, I used to be the manager of um, the Minnesota Timberwolves esports team. So I've been involved in the NBA and esports and a lot of different things. And the way I originally found out about Top Shot was kind of through that community that I was a part of um, when I was with the Timberwolves before. A lot of people started tweeting about Top Shot and it was getting a lot of buzz on social media. And at first, um, I just didn't look into it that much. Yeah. Um, I kind of had saw people talking about it, but you know, I mean, if you're scrolling on Twitter, you see a lot of things, right? It's not like you dive oh, deep yes, into every do. single thing you see, <laughs> but then it just became overwhelming at a certain point. It was like, okay, you know, 20% of my feed is talking about this. I got to really look into it and see what it is. And as soon as I kind of read about the project and Dapper Labs and the concept and started looking on the site, looking at the moments, I think it took about 20 minutes for me to be all in. Right. From not knowing anything, it was just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Like, And then all of a sudden it was just it just all clicked into place right away for me. And I've heard very different things from other people, how, you know, they looked at it. They weren't sure they didn't like it so much. But for me, it clicked right away for whatever reason. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, I mean, it is. I mean, it's still pretty new, right? Like this has only been around yeah, less than a year. Yeah, less than a year. Um and it's grown pretty fast. Like I think the last time I looked, it's it's eclipsed over a half billion in sales. There are hundreds yeah. of thousands of buyers. Um, so I did want to ask you then, like, and this was kind of what what got me to connect with you on Twitter is that you had a thread which was an analysis of, of your view of how you know the future of Top Shot may continue to grow um, and why that may be likely or not likely. So just in your view. Like, what is it about this that you think makes it more likely that it's going to keep growing? And kind of where do you see that potential for, for growth coming from? Like, either from like the way that people interact with it now or, or new people getting into it? No, and that's a great question. And that's kind of what everyone wants to know. I would say, you know, like, I can, definitely can don't you think predict that... the future? I'm asking you basically what the question is. Like, <laughs> yeah, just tell me right? what's going to happen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I'll just tell you exactly, uh, you know, where the market cap's going to be and all the different moments over the next couple of months. Yeah, where's like, specifically I can't do that. I need to put my money? Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that, to that point, I don't think that um, it really is a get-rich-quick scheme because I, while I believe in the market in the long term, it's hard to say, like, which of the individual moments will appreciate over time. But with that being said, I think that there's a lot of reasons to be really bullish about the future of Top Shot. And I think it's going to be something that's 
it, it's going to have something. It's going to be something that has staying power. And the reason why is because the people that use it now love it. There is a huge community growing around this product in a way that's just really, really atypical. You know, usually you don't see user growth this fast and this viral. Um, but you know, over the last nine months and especially in the last two months, the community has grown massively. Like you said, there's been almost a half over a half a billion dollars in transactions in Top Shot now. And they haven't even done any real marketing. Um, yeah. it's just kind of taken off without anybody driving it. They've just built it and people are are coming and knocking on the door. Um, which is really exciting because there's so much more to explore from a marketing and brand perspective, especially with the NBA. And, you know, they're just in the infancy of building the platform itself. I mean, they're still in beta, right? right. So the fact that it's been this successful this fast with this little marketing is crazy so and very unusual. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And actually, I wanted to ask you kind of about the potential for future growth and that I I feel like there's this natural tension. Um, so when I when I first got into top shot you know that it's 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 kind of difficult to get a pack right they're they're not it's not something yeah. where like if you just wanted to buy one right now that you can buy one that's not how it works they drop them in limited quantities and there's so much demand that there's not enough packs for everyone to get one unless they do one of these pre-orders which they've done a couple different times but um when i first got started i was like oh i'm just gonna buy like a cj mccollum or like a dame lillard and i was i was not prepared for the prices of these moments even like the mm -hmm. least expensive damian lillard at the time was like 50 or 60 bucks and i was like that's like i just i thought i could throw down a couple bucks and get something right so like in my view, there's this natural tension between people who are currently collectors, which I am now, I want to see my collection go up in value. But on the other hand, you need to have enough moments so that people who were like me in the past, who did just want to throw down a couple bucks, can get involved at that kind of common level. So like, and like, I again, I know that there's no perfect answer for this, but like, how do you see that balance between like keeping up the exclusivity and the rarity of this moment mm -hmm. so that collectors feel invested, but also having enough moments so that if you're new, you can get your feet wet um, without having to to get lucky with a pack. Like, where do you see that balance striking? So the first thing I'll say about this is that this concept is part of what makes Top Shot so exciting. It's so far from a mature platform that the fact that we're having these types of conversation is what, what makes it so much fun to go on Twitter and learn about what everybody's saying, right? Yep. That's what makes it so fun. Um, and, you know, the company that runs NBA Top Shot Dapper Labs is trying to answer a lot of these questions. Uh, and it's it's really tricky because <clears throat> the thing about Top Shot is they have experienced such massive growth that they were kind of like, all right, we'll just release packs at regular cadence. We'll onboard some more users. We'll get people on the platform. No, 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 no. The user base went like 100x in the matter of a couple of weeks. And all of a sudden, there was not nearly enough supply on the platform for, in terms of moments for everybody that wanted one. And then we're now running into the problem that you talk about, right? So many people wanted them so quickly that the price of everything got inflated. Now, it's best for the platform and all of the new collectors in the long term if there are lots of moments that are a dollar or $2, like you said. But the problem is there literally aren't enough moments for everybody that wants one right now. So, but if they release a ton more, if they say, oh, we have more people now, let's just release a million moments, right? right. Then everybody like you and me that owns these things 
they're all going to depreciate in value and the collectors on the platform now are going to lose money. So it really is a tough question. Now, the the real, uh, like the good thing about Top Shot though is that there's tiers of moments. There's common moments, rare moments, legendary moments, and all of them have different supply. So what they can do in the short term and what they probably will do is create a ton of new common moments. You know, maybe take a CJ McCollum moment and, you know, put a hundred thousand of them into circulation. Right. And then everybody can own them for a dollar. Um, and then, but there'll still be an ultra rare CJ McCollum game winner that there's only 50 of. And, you know, that's going to go for serious money. You're not going to get that unless you're, uh, you're really willing to pay a lot, pay a premium for it. So they're working out the supply issues right now, but I suspect that what they'll do is they'll print a lot more common moments yeah. while keeping the rare ones rare. I think that I think that's exactly right. And just for people who don't know, like a, a couple quick things on this. One is that Dapper Labs, they're, my understanding, they're not making their money off of people buying packs. They do make money that way, but they're making their money off of people making transactions in the marketplace. Because when I go to sell a moment, Dapper gets 5% of that sale once the moment sells, mm -hmm. right? And so my understanding is that's where the majority of their um, incoming revenue is coming from. You can correct me if I'm not right about that. Um, but it's basically in their best interest to have a marketplace that is active. So that's that's one thing. And then the second thing to your point about the rarity uh, again, like if you're if you're not familiar, we're talking about common moments. You mentioned it. It's like we're talking tens of thousands of these, right? Those mm -hmm. packs, if you can get a pack, they're about ten dollars. Uh, then you have that rare tier. That's usually like a couple thousand of each moment exists, and those packs are usually a couple hundred bucks, right? And then yep. we were talking a second ago about how they're going to be releasing another legendary pack. Those are a thousand dollars, and and my understanding is that this legendary pack. These these moments are very very rare. Like only what like fifty a piece of each moment. Is that what they're limited to circulation wise? It can be fifty, but I think for this particular one, it's ninety nine. Okay, and that's still like nothing, right? I mean, if you're, if you're comparing like a thirty five thousand circulation right. to ninety nine, that's extremely rare. And also one more thing to your point, like a, a, I just I can't not mention as a, as a Blazers fan. There has been a series they've done in the past. I think they're going to do it again called Run It Back, where they mm -hmm. take these moments from NBA games have happened in the past and they release them. I would love to see Damian Lillard waving goodbye to the Oklahoma city thunder, that series ending three that he hit in game five of the playoffs. If they release that as a rare moment, like I, I promise you I'm going to pony up for it. And that's the kind of thing where I'm thinking like for people who are NBA fans that, um, yes, like the scarcity of the moment obviously matters from an investing standpoint, but like that, that, point in time where I as a fan have an emotional connection to something that happened. The fact that Top Shot is thinking about how to make those available, I think is super, super smart. Um, I think that that moment will become available at some point, And I think it will be yes. an extremely rare one. Yeah, I, I I promise you, like, I, I would be willing to, like, dump a pretty <laughs> big part of my account to get it just because it'd be so rad. Um, well, let me... Let Let's me... talk about pack drops for a second. Yeah, please, uh, yeah. to, Like, because of the point you were making earlier, pack drops are really, really crucial, and they're a great entry point for people into Top Shot. The number one thing to just put the, out there at the beginning about pack drops is that to, to date, all of them are immediately profitable. If you buy pack, and then you just get the moments that are in the pack and then you put them immediately on the marketplace and list them and try to sell them, you're going to be able to make money on that period. 
Yep. And that is part of why it's exploded so quickly. It's like for these legendary packs, I haven't calculated the exact value yet. People say, oh my gosh, $999, $1,000 for a legendary pack for digital moments. What are you crazy? Based on my estimates, my guess is that the average pack, average, if you were to sell all of the things you got in the pack within an hour of opening it, you probably would be able to make four to $5,000 on average. Right. That's my guess. Because these moments are so rare. So the problem is people are lining up for these packs like crazy because like for the, the last rare drop, right, it was $200, which is, you know, a lot of money, but every, every pack is guaranteed a rare moment. And the minimum a rare moment goes for is $300. So, I mean, you can do the math on that, but that's why it's been so exciting for so many collectors. Um, but you know, like we were talking about earlier, it puts some serious strengths, constraints on the supply and how much they can release, because if they really released a lot of them, you know, then eventually they make it available for everybody and the packs would be worth the amount of the moments. But, you know, I personally, so two weeks ago, I ordered a $14 pre-order pack and I got an RJ Barrett moment that was a serial number 14 that was estimated nice. at around a thousand to $2,000. And I pulled that from a $14 pack right. two weeks ago. Like, so you, as you can imagine, there's a lot of people trying to get these packs. Right. It's crazy. And that's crazy, crazy, crazy. Like I, I remember when I was trying to get one of the rare packs recently, I think it was, I think it was the rising stars pack. And I, I think if I'm mm -hmm. remembering correctly, there were something like, you know, multiple hundreds of thousands of people waiting to try to get i think what they released like forty thousand of those packs yep i was I, in that line there was like yeah. three hundred thousand people trying to get forty thousand packs which is so only like one out of ten people who wanted one got one i didn't get one right i i got lucky and i did get one that was <gasps> probably which which moment did you get which moment did you get uh it was tyrese halliburton i was able oh to, i know i was able to sell it like immediately for like two thousand dollars that's what really i know it, it <laughs> yeah, helped to, exactly and how much you pay for the pack probably two hundred dollars Yep. Yeah. So yeah. that was like, obviously the return on investment on that was, was wild. And like, I think to your point about like the rarity of these kind of the rare and the legendary moments that, that balancing that with the common, common moments is going to be important. Like you said, I think I heard you talking on a stream about this somewhat recently too, where Dapper Labs has this very tough job of trying to anticipate how many people are going to be involved because that's going to set the limit for like how many of these common moments are there, right? Because you think about a couple months ago and you had common moments that were just, you know, circulated in a couple of thousands, right? Like 10,000. And now they realize, of course, with more people getting on the platform that that, that availability needs to grow out, but they can't. They need more. Right. But they can't do it too quickly. Right. But if they don't do it quickly, quickly enough, then you have this, um, th th this inability to get shortage at all. But yeah, it's, it's wild. It's um, very difficult. It's a very difficult line for them to walk. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about just again, like peeking into a, into a crystal ball. And like, I, I know like just a, a caveat, like obviously it, it is impossible to know exactly what's going to happen and how, but I think that like through the analysis that you and others do that we can at least get a sense of, of where we, we might want to look. Um, I just saw a, an interview with uh, what they call a whale, which is someone who has like, you know, a lot of moments or their account is worth a lot. A, a person named Dingaling, who over the past couple days had spent like over a million dollars on moments. He picked up a lot of like numbers 
number one serial numbers, and to your point earlier, for people who don't know, a really, really low serial number is more valuable um, than a higher serial number. Um, but this interview, he mentioned something I wanted to ask you about. So this person, again, their username, Dingling, he thought that the COVID restrictions that we're living under right now were hurting Top Shot's ability to continue to grow. I thought that was interesting because in my view and the way I've always thought about it, that I thought perhaps because many of us are still either self-quarantining or we're just, we're not out and about in the way in which we're used, we're used to doing, I guess it depends on the state, right? Depends on where you live right now. But that perhaps that once things open up more, if people are not spending as much time at home, that maybe they will spend their money on other things besides something like Top Shot. So I just wanted to get your sense of like, as the world, you know, hopefully we, we continue moving in the right direction with COVID, right? With vaccinations and such that like, right. do you see that having either a positive or a negative impact on Top Shot as a marketplace as a whole? You know, that's an interesting question. I would say that in general, I don't have an opinion on it one way or the other as it relates to COVID-19. I think that getting fans back in the stands generally will create more excitement around the moments and around the game in general, which is great. I don't know what kind of an impact that will have on the platform, but here's what I'll say about the platform. It's already happening. The momentum is already substantial. And, you know, when it comes to whether or not the platform is going to grow over the next, you know, couple months or couple of years, it's already growing so quickly that whether or not, you know, it grows faster, once the COVID-19 restrictions are lifted a little bit or slower, it's kind of like a 10% increase or decrease either way in the platform's growth is not going to stop this train from moving, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And I think that your point about in-game stuff, like that is something I wanted to pivot to. And we have you know, maybe a couple more minutes. I don't want to respect your time, but like that I can envision a future. I think people have talked about this too, where it's like, if I go to a game, especially if I go to a playoff game, maybe as part of my being a fan, that maybe the team would either have giveaways for moments, right. That you could collect when you're in arena that would then appear in your account and like things like that to get to kind of connect the in-game experience with the Top Shot experience. Um, And and another thing I think that's come up pretty recently, and maybe you can speak more to this, I was trying to find information on it and I wasn't able to find it, but I swore I heard that there is this plan to develop like a mini game within Top Shot using the moments to give people another way to kind of interact with those Top Shot moments. Like, does that ring a bell to you or am I just making that up out of thin, thin air? Absolutely. No, you're totally right. They're currently in the process of developing that And what I'll say is this, you know, I was in the office hours that they held in their discord, by the way, if you're interested in top shot, join the top shot discord. That's a great place to start. Yep. Um, and I was listening to the office hours held by the employees of Dapper labs who runs top shot the other day. And they were saying, look, you know, we're, we're at the bottom of the first inning on this thing, right? They're still in beta. There isn't a great mobile experience yet, right? It's mostly in browser and on desktop. There's no mobile game yet. Um, there's no in-game experience yet or in-game extension, like you say. Um, it's been around for less than a year, right? So this is really the first full season of Top Shot. So, and they just raised a ton of money to try to grow the platform. So when you think about the potential applications that this could have, it's almost infinite. I mean, 10 years from now, NBA Top Shot might be just synonymous with the NBA experience, right? 
any serious NBA fan will have a top shot account because, oh, I went to a game. I got my moment from the game, et cetera. Right. And those, you know, the, the teams and Dapper Labs can create those types of experiences. So there is so much unexplored territory still. And that's part of what's so exciting about being on the platform is new things are getting announced every day. New pack drops are getting announced every day. Right. Like, you know, yesterday we're sitting there all of a sudden, you know, LeBron is going to become in the legendary drop. And for context, you know, I was tweeting yesterday that the LeBron, you know, there'll only be like 3000 legendary packs, right? So only 3000 people will get the right to buy it. You'll pay about probably $99 or $999 for the pack. About 3% of those packs will contain LeBron and the LeBron will be worth at least 20 to $30,000, probably more. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> and you have a three, per, if you get a pack, you have a 3% chance yeah. of getting that 3%. I mean, that's 3% for like at, at a minimum a 20 times return. That's, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And there is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I, and again, like we mentioned it earlier, but like LeBron James, like he's been synonymous with the NBA uh, for 20 years, right? He's a, he's a worldwide recognized, you know, super athlete. And obviously his moments are the most expensive on top shot for good reason. Right. Um, a couple more quick things and, I'll, and then I'll get you out. Uh, one Oh, where did that go? Oh, I thought I had it right there and then I lost it. I hate when that happens. Um, okay, yeah, here it is. If you were to identify over the next couple of months um, what is most important for Dapper Labs to do to ensure that this continues to grow, like if you were telling you know the, the top people at Dapper what to be focusing on, what would it be? Because again, I appreciated the analysis that you did. I think you called it like a flywheel of top shot growth. And there are a couple things in there that in your view was important to, to maintain the health of, of top shot. Like what do you think would be most important for them to be focusing on the next couple months? Absolutely. And if you guys want to see my full thoughts on it, you can go to my Twitter and it's um, right there. I posted it a couple days ago, but to answer your question as succinctly as possible, they need to make sure that they're prepared for unlimited onboarding and they need to make sure that the current users have access to withdrawals of their money. But I think really the most important thing is the first one, right? What happened back in February is that hundreds of thousands of people tried to sign up for the platform in one day and it crashed. And then they had to turn off signups for a couple of weeks. And then the market went up, but then it subsequently tanked because people thought that it was just going to keep going up and up and up. But then they said, oh boy, we actually can't handle any more users. We're turning off signups, right? So then no more people could buy. What they need to do is they need to be ready to handle those significant spikes at any time and start actively looking for more users because they are out there. But Dapper Labs is currently not trying to find them because it, they don't want to overwhelm their current engineering capacity for the platform. Right. That's the number one thing they can do is making sure that everybody who wants onto the platform can get onto the platform without it crashing. That's number one. Yeah. And I've seen as a user, I can just attest that they've done a really good job scaling up and right. And it's gotten more reliable over time. And like, um, I absolutely, yeah, I have no question that they're gonna be able to handle that. So yeah, no, that, ma that makes perfect sense. And the withdrawals too, because part of your point was that for people to have confidence in the system, it's important for there to be liquidity both into the system and out of the system that again, with that ability to take on new users people who may be skeptical or maybe been sitting on the sidelines now feel comfortable to like kind of dive in um and start participating um exactly yeah no that makes perfect sense so here here's the last thing is just and you mentioned a couple of them before but if people who again are kind of new to top shot if they wanted good resources 
people to follow on Twitter, like yourself and others, um, where would you point them? You, you mentioned the Discord. I think that's a great place to go to. Uh, what are some resources that for you have been super helpful that you'd recommend? If again, if someone were just trying to get into it and try to wrap their heads around it, that you'd point them to? Absolutely. That's a great question because the Top Shot community is so exciting and so supportive and it's growing so fast. Um, that if you're looking to get involved with it, I think number one, um, join the Top Shot Discord. Uh, like I said, number two, um, I would follow Top Shot on Twitter. You know, you want to follow uh, the the parent account, but the one the, the one account that really helped me a lot when I was getting started was the First Mint. It's one run by kind of the biggest influencer in the Top Shot community. I actually have notifications. I turned on notifications from them from Twitter like a month ago, and I just still have them on because it's so useful. They're like the number one news source. Uh, about everything new happening in Top Shot, and they have a ton of articles on their website too about getting started and stuff for beginners. So you know, I still have notifications on for them, and that's what I'd recommend. They have a ton of uh, you know influencers and writers in their network too. Um, so I think that if you start there and you start reading that content, there's going to be all sorts of other stuff you find along the way. So that's where I would start if I were getting into it at the beginning. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Also, if you wanted to follow me at GoldnerPDX, I have a, a Twitter list that I called the Top Shot Hot Cops um, that has like <laughs> an amalgamation of like a lot of different people. To your point, has the First Mint, has the Plunge Father, has a bunch of other people on it. Um, mm -hmm. And some of this stuff, I mean, I, I'll throw out acronyms or names and it'll make more sense once you get into it. Um, but Max, man, thank you for this. This was super helpful. And again, like I, I consider myself to still be pretty new into this stuff and honestly it can be a little bit overwhelming but i but like talking to people like you like it really does help me better understand it put a frame around it so thank you for that um if people wanted to connect with you and your work uh, or wanted to hit you up on twitter how would they do that yep my at is at max minsker um so follow me on twitter uh dms are open so uh let me know and uh yeah i would just say that top shot is super super fun it's a great community and it's just an awesome thing to be a part of. Yeah, I agree. And that's, I mean, the last thing I'll say too, to your point about it being community, like that's like being able to talk with people about why they care about it and why they're interested has been like among the most fun things. And honestly, like commiserating when you don't get a pack. Um, so yeah, get on the Discord and <laughs> be yep. able to do that. It's dope. Uh, cool. Max, thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you once again to our guest, Max Minsker. It was super awesome to have him on. And again, just like another really good example how Twitter can connect people. Because again, I think I mentioned it when we recorded, but he had released some analysis and I had some questions. And, and frankly, I was like, oh, like, are you sure about this? And like, instead of, uh, you know, being like, yeah, fuck off, Brandon. He was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm willing to talk about it. Like, I, I just think it's really, really cool. So like, I appreciate his time. Um, and yeah, I appreciate all of you listening. Uh, I have a little bit of podcast-related news, and I'm not quite ready to release yet, but um, it's going to be exciting for kind of the rotation moving forward. And, uh, yeah, so keep your ears perked for that. But, yeah, until then, um, if you want to hit us up, you can do that at ilikettheblazers at gmail.com or just ilikettheblazers.com. Of course, you can always find me on Twitter, at GoldnerPDX. And if you haven't already, whatever podcast app you're using, if you want to give us a rating, a review, uh, obviously a subscription, that would be super dope um and yeah appreciate all of you it's interesting coming into the last 20 or so games into the playoffs there's a lot of blazer stuff to talk about and again i will be getting to that in the next episode 
But yeah, until next time, thank all of you again. Appreciate you. Have a good one and go Blazers.